I thought I just lost like 40 minutes worth of audio about me screaming about Star Wars and I was gonna lose it. I didn't like February is never a good month for me. February is a curse month for me. Nothing. A, I'm gonna put something in like the production or program chat about that. Why is the screen so big? No, it wasn't the screen was big. It was like I hit play. Yeah. Oh, you don't hit play. No, 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 no. And I was like, oh, I thought I lost you, it. Did I record again? I didn't. I'm safe. Anyways. Um, welcome to our show, and if you're new here, we're talking about things we like. But today's topic, in our second hour, or I guess only hour if you're listening well, to this on a pod, Spotify. Spotify or Google Podcast. Whose phone is buzzing? I think it's you, because <laughs> mine hasn't bu- mine buzzed for like a second. Okay, anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about the kidification of horror games, because if you have noticed this trend oh. in horror video games lately... I'm sorry, I just got a notification from Duncan that I, hopefully I could use this. Get a $3 half dozen day, Valentine's Day donuts now through 212. I'm going to Duncan afterwards, because they have the, bounty, the, the brownie <gasps> batter donuts. Yes! I want to try I haven't tried one I got one that yet. I exact try same it. notification. I don't have Duncan. Uh, I'm going... I, like and also they, have, they also have a brownie batter um, latte, which I'm going to try. Because it's my, very good. Yeah, my girlfriend said it's worth it. Because oh I God. love the brownie batter donuts. I have to try brownie batter donut now. Um, anyway, okay, anyway. Uh, if you missed the first ever show, I screamed about Star Wars for 40 <laughs> minutes. And we talked about other things we watched. And um, really, you're just going to have heard the Star Wars part Actually, because I'm editing out apparently the rest of it. That's the only thing. It's very important I get to the Star Wars mask okay. about how bad, okay. Okay. bad, bad batch season two is. is. My apologies. Uh, so to this week, we're going to talk about the kidification of horror games. Like it, the trend started with Five Night at Freddy. Five Night Freddy. And then it continued with Bendy and the Ink Machine, which now is its sequel, revive Bendy and the Dark Revival, which oh, is a what? bit on the nose. And then we got uh, Poppy Playtime. You got Garden of Bonbon, which is uh, I the only one chapter out of that one. Have you? Weren't you watching Mark? Play I watched play? Mark play it, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I the jump scare scared me, but everything else is. And it was like a little tense at some points. It's fine. I'm sorry. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. You're just, I, I'm reading the Duncan yeah. thing. Yeah, and it says exclude specialty donuts. Never mind, I'm just gonna go get it with my gift card. Rude. Why did you- then why did you promote it with the specialty donuts if you say specialty donuts not included? Anyway, we're talking- we're not talking about Dunkin' Donuts today. Sorry, I'm upset because I got really excited. I'm like, I'm gonna get six brownie batter donuts for three dollars. And then they tell me- Non-exclusive. This is a sad day for all brownie batter lovers in the universe. Brownie batter donuts are bomb. I Sorry. can't wait to try one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, if you've noticed this pattern of, hey, look at this cute thing. We're going to make it horrifying and make it marketable to children. You're not insane. They just like to do that. Um, oh, it's a FNAF started, so you're just going to look at... And even then, you can go further back with Scott Cawthon used to make Christian children's games. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that really is the fact that those did so bad, and then he just used this horrible stilted animation he did to make FNAF, and that's terrifying because the thing is, is they like to take these kid concepts. Oh, and Hello Neighbor, I've got Hello Neighbor. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because we were talking about that. Yes, mm-hmm. they take these kids concepts like animatronics in a children's restaurant or toys like in Poppy Playtime or Kindergarten, which is what Garden of Bonbon is, I guess, or. I guess cartoons of Bendy or 
being a jerk to your neighbor, an LO neighbor. <laughs> That's what it is! I think you were talking about, like, um, the the new, the, the, the bonbon thing. Yes, know. the bonbon thing. It has very, to me, the designs are very plain. They're, like, a single color. It's very kindergarten-esque, like, Gumby. Mm-hmm. Almost Gumby-esque, I would say. Um, and even then, the first creature you discover, you find in a garden in a bonbon is this weird bird. Mm-hmm. It's a weird bird. The bird did spook me when it jumped out at Markiplier. It was scary. But it's just like, the actual gameplay is a little weird. For some reason, you got a drone. Huh? I don't know why. They said, oh, kids like drones. <laughs> kids love drones. I guess. I don't know. It's like one of those, like, four, um, uh, spinny drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, it's the drones used for puzzle solving. Um, whatever, like the couple of puzzle solving you do. Um, I mean, I, it's a very short game, otherwise. But and they're already like literally when you open it up, like the main screen for the game already at the bottom. It says chapter two coming soon. Because this is what they want to do. They want to. They keep. They well, want to prey on children's love of cute things turn horrible. Well, I, I feel like that's just like the edification. It's the edification, mm. and like, also the- like it's kind of like how a lot of kids my age, like growing up with um. My Little Pony. Uh, yeah, with My Little Pony. I know. So, sorry, I got a I got an email saying that someone logged into my Spotify from the UK. Ooh. Get out of our Spotify, UK. So now I'm just like, um, I've changed my password. Jerks. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, like My Little Pony, duh, duh, became was I mean what Rainbow Factory? It was Rainbow Factory Luna game. You know more than me. I think that it's kind of it's this generation's version of when all of these creepy pastas were made of the yes. popular kids. Yes. Like, there was Mario one, Sonic ones. This is just our generation's yeah, it, way it's of like doing that. Yeah, it's like Sonic.exe. But like mm-hmm. the difference is, is that these were made to be scary. That they weren't just video games that were turned scary. But by I, I, I think stuff. it's, I think it's like you know when you're in like fifth grade. At least for me, like you know, I was in fifth grade. That's when I kind of hit like my my goth era. Yeah, yeah. My, my first wave of goth era. Um, and I was like, oh, I like all dark things. I'm like twisted Alice in Wonderland <laughs> and the. Uh, like you know, dark like and I was still like, cu- like cupcakes and it was like it was just like haha, I'm acting adult because things scary and dark. When I'm like a little miss thing, you should have just been watching My Little Pony as normal, <laughs> mm-hmm. not listening to Mr. Creepypasta brutally ex- like explain how Rainbow Dash was getting like crucified to a board and getting like her like, hey! her, her, her organs plucked out. Woo! Wow! And, Rain- and like Rainbow Factory and how like ponies are crushed. But Woo! I anyway. think it, I think it's like the whole like ki- like kid socialization thing of wanting to act adult, especially when you're like a late elementary, early middle school. And they're like really feeding into it mm-hmm. now. Because I remember like when I remember like I I stepped back from FNAF like probably when I was in high school because all like the, that's when all the little kids got into it. Yeah, and it was just it was a market. It's a mark at the end of the day. Of it. It's really a, a marketing thing to sell toys because. I am waiting for the that FNAF movie to drop. Oh my god! And these parents take their kids <laughs> to this movie, not knowing what's about. All they know is that they're buying their these kids their Funko Pops <laughs> and their plushies and their plushies and their T-shirts. Yeah. And all they know is about it's about a scary pizzeria. And I get to watch Matthew Lillard as oh, purple guy. I'm so excited. Get crushed by a Springlock suit. I'm so excited for that. 
Because I've heard, and I kind of hope it's true, that like, they're not holding back with some of the gore mm-hmm. stuff. And also the fact that he signed on for three movies. Mm-hmm. I, 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 trilogy. I'm very excited. I'm, I'm a FNAF yeah. fan at heart. I've been, like, Fair. FNAF 1 came out when I was in middle school. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. My brother was two. He's now ten. Ah! Um, so I'm very excited for the FNAF. What, no, no, no. I'm just giving up on that other ADJ at this point. I'm not okay. even going to look at it. I just keep looking at the ADJ. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, is my girlfriend saying how she thinks, like, FNAF is boring, but she's 100% going to go see this movie with me? Not that I know of. Like, I think we were, I, I think, were you there? Had you gone home at that point? Because we were talking about FNAF. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as to jog your memory. Okay. So don't be so defensive. Okay, I get a rejection dysphoria. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> is your girlfriend saying it? Oh. And we, we were talking about how, like, we're excited for this FNAF movie. And I'm like, hey, do you think Matt Pat's going to, like, show up? Yes, I was there. Okay, I was there. I was like, I was like, Mark Flyer's more likely to show up. Yeah, I I'm it. like, do you think, like, they're going to get, like, some, like, or, like, uh, was it, like, Daco or something? Daco. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, my God. Do, like, was... big YouTubers to come into this FNAF movie? I would hope so. If it was a Twitter post where it was, like, Daco entering me with here and it's all the animatronics it's... and the feast and I'm just like, all right, let's do that. Oh. Yeah, like it's like Daco or um, Matt Pat or, or Markiplier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Those are like the big three of FNAF uh, YouTubers. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some others, but not as. I can't even think of this one guy's name. I'm trying to think of his name. It's, it's whatever. They've done it before, I feel like. The most recent example I can think of is in the most recent Scream movie. They had. A cameo from the YouTubers James and Chelsea who run the channel Dead Meat that oh are very based around horror, but it worked within the it worked within the movie. They weren't playing themselves; they were doing a meta version of themselves, which I, also I guess. I, 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 feel, I feel like I feel like they're gonna get like Mark Applier to play like a, a security guard who's immediately gonna get killed off. Oh, he's gonna play phone guy. I don't I've know, but that, I think yeah. I'm good. I thought I thought you were like being for real. I was like, I'm no, like, I think I'd be I'm funny. Like, as I'm, like, heck I'm, like, did, I'm like, did Mark Fishbach get like cast as phone guy? What? That would be crazy. I mean, the man can act. Also, I didn't realize until so. last year about um, I didn't realize until last year that the phone guy theory and purple guy theory was proved false. Yeah, that's I was like, that's not William on the other end. I was also William's British. <laughs> I why are they British? <laughs> I don't know. I hope Matthew Lillard puts on a bridge accent. Also, I think it would be really funny. Joe, uh, Joe goes, Matthew Lillard is the best part of Scream, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited, excited about, about this movie. Yeah. Yes, dead meat. Yeah. Yeah, her girlfriend mm-hmm. likes dead meat. Uh, um, but I, I feel like I feel like Poppy Playtime is kind of like the diversion of this... NFTs. Oh, yeah, that the game just was promoting NFTs. No, it wasn't just promoting. That was the... F- like, that... Interest, remember you showed me those really interesting like FNAF-type An- animations? And that was just an NFT that's thing. Probably Playtime, the NFTs came after, after Chapter 1, I Yeah, think. but I'm just like, I feel like... Okay, so you know how like this whole... Like the whole um, dystopian yes. genre really kicked off with diver- uh, with uh, Hunger Games that killed with Divergent? I feel like that's how FNAF... And Poppy Playtime is with this horror genre. FNAF mostly because Poppy Playtime, I feel like, is an extension is like the thing that jumped off of. But it's like FNAF. so clearly like there's been other like FNAF fan games that are just clearly FNAF fan games. Like Poppy mm-hmm. Playtime wants to be its own thing, but it's clearly like it's clearly you're ripping off Five Nights at Freddy's because like ooh look cutesy thing is actually scary and evil because apparently even cosplayers were talking about this. So like people who yeah. cosplayed like Poppy or something and who were with the the Mister Hugsy Wuggy yeah, or whatever. Yeah, whatever his name is. And like you know. At, there are cons or whatever and like parents like you know these kids like oh my god I love 
this and parents are like what is this like my kid watches this and they're like you should probably monitor what your kid watches more yeah like i feel like i was at the ripe the ripe age for fnaf because i was third i was 24 i was 13 uh, i was 13 when i came out 13 uh, mm-hmm. i was 13 when it came out so i felt like i was fine like i felt like you know i didn't really need to be monitored. We weren't 10 i wasn't like nine mm-hmm. like i was like with rainbow factory yeah 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 buddy yeah. Um, and also, like, Jeff the Killer and yeah, Slenderman. Oh no, like, in, like, you brought up a point where it's just kind of, like, I feel like it's this version's, like, of the creepypasta. Mm-hmm. I do miss creepy Like, creepypastas I are do. just not are what they used to be. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, like, there was, like, a whole creepypasta fandom and kind of, like, kicked off with, like, Marble Hornets and mm-hmm, stuff. Like, yeah. like, Marble Hornets really kicked off that stuff because it brought in a lot of, like, it tied lore into, like, a lot of these other characters. Like, uh, it was Slenderman. Not Jeff the Killer, but it was... I don't know, like Masky, oh right, Eilish Jacker. I yeah, Eilish Jack. Like a lot of like these, maybe and the rake was separate thing. Was a separate thing, but like they all kind of fed off another. And there was like oh. the whole fandom surrounding like a lot of these like big like creepy pastas. And everyone wanted to kiss them. Everyone wanted to kiss <laughs> Jeff the Killer. I remember that. And then there was Jane the Killer. Yeah, which is, like, just like someone's like femme version of Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls got up to weird things. Smiling dog. Smiling dog. I know a smiling dog. Really. Yeah. I know fun things. I like listen. I'll go back every once in like I'll, every couple of years. I get this itch to um to like just listen to creepy pastas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'll listen to a lot of them because creepy pastas are still like very much a thing. They just don't have the fan base that they yeah. used to um like I carry. Think with all them. of those guys. All the hype for creepypastas went to SCPs in the back rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like SCPs is get SCPs getting big again. Because I remember it was really big with that the SCP game. Yes, I did not like that game. Eh, it's fine. Because remember, like PewDiePie used to play it. Like, yeah, Mark uh, played it too. Mark played like all like the big like um all the big boys, <laughs> all the all the big YouTube boys back in like early 2010s yeah. played it. Um, and it's like so SCPs kind of I feel like SCP has gotten a like revival because of the backrooms because the backrooms is so similar. It's so mm-hmm. well not look like, at that thing. <laughs> I feel like the backrooms is kind of like not as what it should have been where it was just creepy because it was liminal spaces now you gotta add all these layers and it's basically like an OC but a floor <laughs> but a room that is sort of like the same thing like with the whole kidification it's just like adding on to this already present idea of hey this is scary let's make it for kids for some reason like let's yeah make this, let's make this Mason was playing a back room there's multiple back rooms games on Roblox which actually I have seen him play they are a little scary Ooh. They are they are fun. I've watched him play them, and I think uh, if, if Joe would want to message me because she was like playing. She I don't know if she was playing. I don't know if she playing with Mason, but she was definitely watching him because she's like she's like, hey Mason, Sam told me about that your SCP game, and start an SCP uh, backrooms game. Can you show me? And Mason's like, okay, and he's like showing him on his tablet, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like it's like well, that's kind of like what happened with creepypastas. People are making all their own creepypastas. People are making their own OCs, I mean, shipping, but like that's not to, like a point but then it gets to the point where it's not that thing anymore well it's I, an entirely new thing well FNAF definitely dipped at a certain point especially yes. when a lot of like the younger kids start tacking I think on it was like I say after five it was yeah, yeah, yeah like after five, five like well because sister location I think was the last of the uh, what I consider the, the core because I, uh, three lost me a little bit, and so did four. But I, I think three stand I over love here. Three is my favorite. I do think three's fun, but it's only just string. I hate those. I, 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 hate, I hated four. I hate those. Guys. I understand. I appreciate that it tried to do something different, but then I think Sister Location brought a lot of people back I because it was location. so different, but it still worked. But then I think what came next? Ultimate Custom Night. Yeah, something like that. And I think then, around then is when I 
And then it was the AR game, and then it was VR, or they were, like, somehow... Oh, I, well, I think a lot, like, I remember a lot of people dropped off because of FNAF World. Yes, but, right, mm-hmm. probably FNAF World. But FNAF, which was the kidification thing, because mm-hmm. it was all cutesy. But it's also... An RPG. Bad at the... Uh, not bad, but it got at the very... It got the good... The ending, it But apparently there's so much lore within FNAF World. Also, um... I don't know. I watched Matt play... Bad my place my girlfriend says SCP and rules. I played with Mason, meaning the backrooms game. Ah, uh, okay. He made me play around. I got chased by Quandale Dingle and screamed like a baby. LMA. What is a Quandale Dingle? <laughs> it's a meme. I don't know what that is, buddy. Uh, but even then, that shows how far the backrooms have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, still, the guy who's actually making the videos, mm-hmm. I've I've watched. Um, ex- uh, I think it was Nightmind. We did an explanation video on it. Was, it's honestly, it's going well. Joe Gregory's game is called. Um, uh, security, security breach, breach. <laughs> security breach. Which I'm waiting for that DLC. DLC. It's free. I know. I'm glad they're taking their time on it, but I'm tapping well, yeah, my wrist. They, 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 they took their time on security breach and look. At, but that was like another thing. I like the kidification of it. Like it was so. I guess I like. I get it. They want to like break apart from like this norm. But like also, the like, formula. But sometimes the formula is good. But also, like I don't know the. The animatronics felt too squeaky, like like okay, the toy animatronics, but even the toy animatronics felt dingy in a certain way. They were freaks. They were freaky. Like, I was not scared of any of these new animatronics. No, mm-hmm. I think more people wanted were oh those endoskeletons. Oh, the endoskeletons. Those, those were hot. No, I hate those. Those were freaky. The map bot was scarier. Yes, <laughs> map. Would you like a map? Here. Take a it didn't help that Markiplier put in extra sound effects. That take a map and oh, and the 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 floor, yeah, the, the wet floor signs. <laughs> yeah, Matt, and that was another thing that he I put um yeah. more. Um, I feel like it wasn't scary. Like especially since you were friends with Freddy, essentially in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it was added an extra layer of hey, you can befriend the animatronics, but the other ones aren't this is nice. Dale Dingle. I don't know who that man is. That's a meme. I don't know who that man is. I don't, I don't, am I, I'm not too old, we're a month apart. <laughs> and I'm not, I, okay, I'm not that into meme culture, pardon me. I think, but that goes along the whole meme culture thing with the kidification of horror that any backroom scheme you'll find on Roblox or these things, they make it more of a joke than anything else. Yeah, it's not, it's, it stops becoming scary at a point mm-hmm. and it starts becoming like LMAO memes, mm-hmm. like time to put funny meme in my, my scary, oops. And I think that (laughs) when FNAF kind of dropped off for me was the point where they made it more open free roam. I think that's what makes Security Breach not as scary is because you can move around and you're friends with Freddy. I think part of the fear of the original ones was that you can't move. Type spaces. Yeah, Yeah, you're confined. Sister Location had free roam. It did did it well. It did it Mm -hmm. well because you weren't actually free roaming. It just gave you the illusion of free roaming. You just had different rooms that you could go to and be confined. Even that one room where you're supposed to be like running in a certain direction, like like, you're essentially guided. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it was, yeah, it was, like, the whole thing where, like, you're hiding from Bolora. Yes. Oh, but, gosh. or Foxy is one of the two. But, like, it, my thing was with, with Security Beach is that it felt too open. I think another thing, part of the horror was, like, the claustrophobia. Yes. And if, mm-hmm. I, like, I love talking about claustrophobia in games. It's, any horror game I'm talking about claustrophobia, I immediately point to Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Dead Space, like, not that it, like... I don't want to say, like, it reinvented anything. It didn't reinvent the wheel, but it did horror. It added on to the wheel. So well, because I I always dig a good sci-fi horror. Oh, yeah. I love sci-fi horror. Why do you think I picked up that Warhammer book? 
Because I'm like, if this is going to have some cre- I love body horror. Like, especially, like, sci-fi body horror. Like, that's why I love Alien. Aliens. But aliens. aliens is more more action. Yeah. Um, aliens is the one where she has the big mech. Yeah, that's where she has <laughs> the big mech suit. I haven't watched it yet. And aliens is good. Um, but I, I, I point to Dead Space, and I'm like, it does this creepy alien body yeah. horror. You have claustrophobia because you're moving through these tight, narrow corridors. And stuff will jump out at you. Yeah, I haven't actually experienced that space. So when I watch who's playing Dead, I should watch some hey, of Mitch, that remaster came out. I know, the remaster came out. Do you want to get it? You can get it on PS4. We can get it on PS4. We'll think about it. Yeah, because we can, we can play... T- I have not played Dead Space. I've never played Dead Space. I didn't really play Dead Space. I just hear incredible things about it. I didn't really play Dead Space. It's more so I watched my stepdad because I was really young. I know there's the guy with the funny helmet. He's your guy. He's your guy. You play Isaac. Isaac. And he has life issues? Yes. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna say when a little nine-year-old me watched my stepdad play that game, that gave me nightmares. Woo! Nightmares. (laughs) It is like one of the reasons I learned how to lucid dream, which is actually a fun little story. Okay. Um, um, okay, what am I supposed to Oh, was, Hello was, Neighbor. Hello Neighbor is originally, <laughs> it had it had me there originally, and then it was just it like... It never had me. I feel like I was just, like, the solo game. It's like, not when you're running around with your friends doing a hide-and-seek, because that was the new thing they came up with, like, I don't know, two years ago. Oh, was that... Okay, I didn't... Years I, ago. I think it got a sequel game, even though the first game... Never made it out of, like, Sandbox? No, mm-hmm. it, 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 no it got published. It was just broken. I've watched, like, now, like, three video essays explaining the, like, and I, I find it so intriguing. The lore of... Not, not the lore, just why it failed. It was basically, like, it, it lived up to none of its promises. It was a bit too ambitious, and then it didn't get ambitious. And then, but then it's, like, the game just breaks, and you solve the mystery of the basement by the end of Chapter 1. And what's the point of the rest of it? That's the point. And it, it just becomes way too big for its britches. I think it does, like, it was all a dream thing. Oh, gross. From what I learned about Hello Neighbors, that from the original trailer, it was always meant to just be, like, a heist or a break-in game. Yeah. But then that was around the time that Game Theory started doing the Five Nights at Freddy's theories and explaining the lore, and it just shot the game into popularity. Mm-hmm. So Hello Neighbor tried so hard to incorporate this deep mystery lore about a cult or something, I believe, within the, the neighbor's house. Yeah. And then they reached out multiple times they to Matt Pat. Matt Pat. They're like, Twitter. hey, do you want to do a lore video about this? Look at this cool detail that we added in. Sorry, I'm, like, re- I'm reading the plot from like a P. What's happening? The game got <laughs> wild. Like, and also like the kid of, talking about the, bringing back to kidification is that it's just col- it's this colorful cartoony aspect and like it really tried to be deep when it didn't need to be deep mm-hmm. it tried being a horror game when that's not what it was at its core and like I said they were like tweeting at Ma- like the team was tweeting at MadPat they had books because I think they were trying to they were trying to copy FNAF so bad mm-hmm. it was like then they because Ma- FNAF was doing books and then Hello Neighbor was doing books I don't I know nothing about the Hello Neighbor books at all I, all I know is I just, I watched several videos about the downfall of the game and basically just how it, it was better in alpha than it was in anything else because it was just more broken. Apparently nothing in the game is actually a dream. Nothing oh. in the game is a dream. Uh, when, like, the dream stuff happens, it's that whenever, like, the main character, I guess his name is Nikki, gets uh, caught by uh, the he- neighbor who is, I guess, Mr. Peterson... He has vivid nightmares about Mr. Peterson's past. 
And then, I don't know, Act 3, apparently, as years later, it's an adult Nikki, and I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, this, like, time skip, and basically, I'm like, try- uh, oh, yeah, standalone sequel was released last December. Yeah. I yep. don't know, under, I don't understand. But basically, so Hello Neighbor, like, really wants it, like, instead of focusing on just its core things, like, the neighbor getting, the neighbor AI getting smarter, they made the house bigger, harder to traverse, and just plain looking. I know that, like, the, uh, not parkour, but essentially the traversal aspect was really hard in that game. No, no, like, it's, like, legit, like, unplayable. Yeah. Like, it's, you cannot play it. Oh my god, it's like Mass Effect Andromeda before they made the (laughs) the patch! Yeah, but it's, like, it's literally, it's literally like that. I was about to, like, reference that, too. Ha! But, like, they made the house bigger and harder and more confusing to traverse, and, like, there's puzzles that you don't know how to solve. Because they're so stupidly, like, niche and complex where you have to run across the house and it has, to, it has to be a certain time of day. So, like, that means you have to, like, get caught so you can research. If they wanted to create this big franchise, but the only way they could figure out how to make it is to trap children in this game, trying to figure out the game, actually. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it was, like, just a mess throughout and like it was so clear that they were desperately trying to ride off the FNAF high oh yeah of, like if mm-hmm. we can make it like FNAF and just do, do this deep game we can get all the kiddos who really love FNAF and take it and bring it to our franchise because like I said they did books like shortly after FNAF like started releasing books I think it was kind of like more than when they were when FNAF was wrapping up the the Silver Eyes trilogy right that's when they started doing books. Silver Eyes is weird. I love how Matt Pat's like, I hate the books, but the books right. has so much important lore. Like, uh, you know, now they're doing Tales from the Pizza Plex because they finished up uh, whatever that first yeah, anthology, yeah, whatever that series anthology was. Um, but it's just, they, it's so clear that they were just like, oh, we're, we're trying, we're going to try to get the same audience, which is the kids who are really into FNAF. And like I said, that's why I kind of killed for me because I was just like, all these like little kids... Or just still, like, running around. Like, oh look, I want a Funko Pop, and I want a plushie, and whatever. And now I'm... I want a book. I want a book. And now I'm like, I just want... I've never played a FNAF game. I never. I neither. I remember talking to my brother, because he's, like, you know, he's 10, so, like, you know, whatever. He's into FNAF and whatever. And he said to me... He, he asked me what my favorite video games are. So I'm listing off my favorite video games, and he's like, what about FNAF? I'm like, Mason, I've never touched the FNAF game. And he's like, what? He's like, how do you know so much? I'm like, Mason, this game came out when I was 13. I'm 21 now. You know, you know how many videos I've watched on FNAF? I watch every like the fifty plus Matt Pat videos. I've watched Sagan Hawks, which I love Sagan Hawks. Oh, videos. I love the retrospectives. I, yeah. I rewatch. I watch all of his retrospectives. That's what got me back into FNAF was Sagan Hawks retrospectives on the games, and like, you know, because I was kind of amping up to the hype. Of Thank you for also pulling me back in with that. Yeah, because I was also like, hey, you should watch this guy. He does really good retrospectives. Like, oh, and he dang. did, and like, this like brought me back in. And then we have, um, and that kind of led up to Sister Location, which was, I tried liking it. I wanted to like it. There was, there was something there. It just wasn't done good. It wasn't finished. And like I said, I would have rather waited another couple months for the game to be done than get, like, this clearly, like, ambitious project that wasn't finished. Because, hmm? just location or security breach? Sorry, uh. Security breach. Security okay. breach. Sister, sister location is good. No, I, yeah. love I like sister location. I love sister location. That's like one of my favorites. So I was talking about security breach. They both begin with S. <laughs> S game. 
No, security breach. Like, it's just, it's empty. It's, like, and you can tell, like, you, like, walking through certain parts of the game, you can tell there was supposed to be more there. Like, the theater and the kitty play areas. Also, it gets, like, convoluted at some times. And also, it's, like, the trailer, wildly different from the game. Yeah, like, the thing is, is that they're trying to give you the plot, but they don't give you the plot in the right way. Well, like, Vanessa, I think Vanessa was supposed to be the protagonist, and they changed it to Gregory. And then you got, like, the whole bit, like, you're supposed to have learned that kids are going missing, but you never actually learn that in the game. Oh, and then the weird CDs. Yeah. The therapy CDs. That is something. I assume they're gonna explain the And now it's, like, well... Is uh, Vanny uh, Vanessa's twin, or is she a robot, like, in the fourth closet? I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. And then now there's this whole thing where, like, the first four games weren't actually real. And that it was just this guy Even, like, making stuff. And it was literally Scott. It was actually Scott Cawson, the actual no, guy. Like, no, like, Matt Pat, he goes, I hate this theory. He's like, I hate writing it. But he's like, it just makes this is what I pulled together and it makes sense. He's like, I don't like this. He's like, I don't, he's like, I hope it is not true. The Gregory Robot thing, uh, they, they're coming out with that, I like, called the Gregory Robot thing. Okay, here's the thing. They're coming out with, like, the book of, like, all the characters in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, it's like, type of character, it says human. I don't know. I'm on the Gregory's a Robot train. I, I was on it since, I, because the thing that was weird was when Vanny passed and you got the weird, like, yeah, glitch thing. That was weird. I was like, um, sus, he's a robot. Yeah. Alright, so we're gonna go on a little bit of a break, quick, uh, and then we're gonna come back. Uh, sorry, I'm like freaking out. I'm having, I'm having a week. Alright, we'll be back. Bye. And we are back. Welcome back to the family fair for the last quarter of our show. Oh gosh, yes, this is the last quarter. Um, um, we were talking about the kid of vacation, so let's talk about Bendy, because Bendy just- Oh yeah, Bendy. Bendy, if you don't know what Bendy and the Ink Machine is, it's a, a horror game about a very 20s, 30s, 40s inspired cartoon character named Benny the, Bendy the Little Devil, and it's very old Disney-esque, like, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. It was actually more inspired by, um- Betty Boop. Betty Boop, yes, very Betty Boop too. Yeah, I forgot. For I forgot Alice Angel. I forgot uh, what um what animation company did that because actually Matt Pat did a whole video that I wound up watching, which was um basically the whole thing is really kind of inspired by the animation company that did it's, Betty uh, Boop. It's um uh d- d- Max Fleischer is uh, created. Uh, it's Paramount Pictures. Okay, so Fleischer Studios. Yeah, it it was made. It was basically about the feud between uh, the creators like Betty Boop and Disney. Yeah, because very much, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but like the main animator guy, who you, um, it's whatever its name. Who plays? Oh no, no, not Henry. The technically the main, not the main villain. Yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. The Disney type. Yeah. That guy's just the Disney type guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. Walt. Well, well, he's not Walt, but he's Walt. I know. You know, like how everyone, every other um, dark-haired mustache, like, you know, Mr. House? <gasps> Mr. House. He's just, he's just Walt Disney. Yeah, but for robots but and for guns. for robots and guns. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's essentially, like, the first game's pretty short. It's just about this guy going through the memories and he gets stuck in this ink world where the ink 
are alive. Link is alive. I heard the ending of that game is kind of disappointing. It's very, it's disappointing. Essentially, the ending of the game is he just kind of walks out of the studio and he's back in his house. Yeah. So let me tell you what this means. So I don't, I still don't remember the name of the guy, but Joey Drew. Joey Joey Drew, Drew. apparently he made this deal with, or he created the ink machine and he started making an individual ink world. Where an ink version of Henry, who was his old business partner, partner existed. It's so he kept running, enough. kept running Ink Henry through the simulation of the ink world, trying to essentially torture him because Henry decided to leave Joey Drew Studios and just he FNAF again, just FNAF again. We know his name is Henry, so, bro. His name is Henry. <laughs> and so the whole thing is, is that actually I think the Henry we played at it, as in the first game is not actual Henry. It's Ink Henry. And the main protagonist of the second game, whose name I can't remember... Is it real Henry? No, it's in... No, it's not real Henry. It's a girl. Oh. It's a lady. She works care. at this new version, new, like, animation studios built on top of Joey Drew Studios. I can't remember what it's called. But it's, like, a lot of the game, essentially, like, the downfall of Joey Drew Studios and, like, what was built up after, sort of, like, actually delving into the... De- that Dark Rivals, more delving into the details. And apparently, this new protagonist might be Joey Drew's ink daughter. It's just FNAF, bro! <laughs> it's just FNAF! This it's is just, just Charlie, the books. It's just Charlie Emily again! This is just the books, I know. Bro. I hate... There's no creativity in this <laughs> world anymore, really, man. Um, the, the designs are so pretty top-notch. I do like the designs, I will say. The designs are cool. And now the there's just, like, this dude named Wilson, and he's, like, trying to control the ink world. William Wilson? William Wilson. <laughs> God William. dang it! William Lafton. I don't know. Markle hasn't finished it yet. I don't think I've watched the last episode he put out for it. I don't know how this game ends yet. I think there's so much that could have been done unique about the concept of ink creatures that didn't have to be FNAF ripoff. You could have done like a you go back and forth between the ink world and the real world to solve puzzles. That could have been cool. Yeah, this is just like another... Didn't this. It's just like another like paint. Like the, I feel like this was like the FNAF, like one like the first FNAF riffs. Like it feels like Bendy. Then it was Hello Neighbor. Uh, we got like all the actual like FNAF fan games. Well, I, I don't consider those real because those? Th- yeah. th- those are like they they brand themselves mm-hmm. as FNAF games. I'm talking about things Fair. that really that try to brand themselves as their own, but were clearly like FNAF riffs. It was. Like Hello Neighbor and Bendy were the two big ones. Were the two because big ones. Poppy Playtime is literally low at like twenty twenty one. Yeah, and then Garden of Bon came out last year. Yeah, so like I, because with, with um, with Poppy, like I don't really I know like the second episode came out. Who's gonna do? I watched epi- it. I doing watched this episodic things. I think it's silly. It's stupid. It really is. Like, well, and if you have to pay for the next episode, you have to pay per episode. And hey, it's, I and they're get not it. A- you want to be like Nintendo and make us pay for the rest of the game? Don't. They're not, but they're not even that long. You're paying like for like a half hour, you're like ten dollars for like forty five minutes. minutes. Yeah. So essentially, Garden Bonbon bon was like chapter one. It was like a forty five minute episode for Mark. I don't yeah. think he even cut a lot. He didn't. I don't think he even cut. Like, I because a lot of these games are like, hey, we're gonna make you pay somewhere between seven and ten dollars. For 45 minutes of gameplay. Mm. That's a demo. Yeah, no, it's a demo. That's a de- Just make the full game. Just make the full game. Let me pay my $10 for it. And that's it. Like, I'm waiting for this game to come out because it's like a... It's, it's like... It, okay. 
I, I, how would you describe a, like, Civ Six or, like, that kind of type of game? That's, like, um... Like a strategy game. A it's a strategy okay. game. So it's, like, a strategy game. It's called, like, Survive, like, Survive the Abyss. It's, like, a horror game. And it's kind of, it's kind of, like, it's really cool. It's, like, coming out soon. I'm probably gonna get it, because I think my computer can run it, because it's a PC game. It's, um... It's a, I don't know. Joe would be able to tell us more. I don't know if she's it, listening. It, it's, like, a drag-and-drop, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like, strategy game. Where your team of scientists like and there's... Like XCOM-ish? Yeah, it's kind of like XCOM-ish, um, where it's like, uh, you know, ooh, there's things in under the water, and your team of like, scientists. And it's it's really cool, and I do want to play it, because that does... I have to say, I played one singular survival-like strategy game. What is that? That was Frostpunk. Right, you played on... <laughs> I played it on easy mode, because I'm new to, new to that kind of genre. Joe says it's real-time strategy. Real-time strategy. Um, Thank you, Joe. <laughs> I played Frostpunk, and I played on easy, and Joe had fallen asleep for, like, four hours, and she's like, what day are you on? I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm on day, like, 90. She's like, it's as far... She's like, you got farther than I did. I'm like, I'm playing on easy. Because <laughs> like, I've never played real-time strategy games. Uh, Frostpunk, baby? Yeah, Frostpunk's fun. I enjoyed Frostpunk. Um, that's why I'm, like, I'm kind of... Exce- that's why, like, I feel like a lot of... Like horror games now is just kind of doing this rinse and repeat of older yeah. stuff. Like indie horror games are no what days I miss RPG horror. Me too. I miss RPG. I horror. miss those days. RG, RG, uh, RPG horror was always so there was always something fun and new and creative. Between I mean it kind of followed I, the same form like format, but I feel like every story was kind of different. I wish that Ib come like remastering of Ib had inspired people to make more RPG. Like, not because there's Eve, there's Eve. the witch's house, there's yes. Mad Father, Mad Father, there's um uh Misao, yeah, um there's That's, and a whole bunch of other like all, like Corpse all, Party, Corpse Party off, off is like debated whether it's a horror game, but uh, uh, did you watch the Sagan Hoss? Uh, I haven't yet. No. It was good, um, but all these like great RPG horror games, I miss that genre. Now I'm just getting. A lazy FNAF ripoff. Yeah, that's lazy FNAF ripoff, it and it's just to attract kids whose money, whose parents like they're just gonna beg their parents to sink money into whatever stupid like Steam. And then game. the parents are go- aren't going to research it at all. Like, there's no like I feel like there's very little creativity to horror. Like the Calypso, like Calypso Protocol was just it was made by the same team or like who did uh, Dead Space. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I think I watched Mark play some. I watched a I watched a video of, like reviewing Calypso Protocol. And I see a lot of the issues with it. And I thought about picking up... I don't think I am. I think I'm about to just pick up the Dead Space remaster. Because Dead Space is actually a good game. And also, I could see the health bar. Because that was like one of the big complaints is that you can't see the health bar on the back of the neck. Oh. It's too small. And also, mm. it does the stupid new, like, new gen. Like, oh, we have to pad for time to load in the next thing. So they do, like, the crawl. Like, oh, like how God of War does that right, kind of right. stuff crawling in between small spaces so they could pad time to load up the next thing. Right. Just give me a loading screen. God, just give me a loading screen. They don't want any loading screens anymore. I miss loading screens. I never thought I would say that. I kind of miss loading screens. Yeah. They were, especially like Elder Scrolls had really fun loading screens because they'd give you like little tidbits of lore. Mm. It was usually the same stuff, but I, I always enjoyed Oblivion is painful because that game's old, so the loading screens are long, and it's not, like, interactive. Like, it, like Skyrim was... I love Skyrim's loading screens because they're interactive. Like, they'll give you, like, the little model of whatever, and you can just, like, spin it. It's just yeah. fun. <laughs> my little ADHD brain. I'm like... <laughs> spinning that in my mind, but in real life. Spinning it. And... But, like, you know, Oblivion's loading screen, like, Oblivion came in, like, 2006, so it's just, like, a picture. 
and it's like, hey, don't die. <laughs> was like it gave you some like stupid tip. Yeah, that's like what the Spider Man loading screens are. It's like giving you a tip and like, hey, do this. I'm like, I know. Yeah, but I'm like, I, but like I'd rather have that and like have like a little fun interactive loading screen than me just you pushing could, like, zoom in and out. Like, than me pushing the stick right so I you know, yeah, I get the little crawling animation of like, you know, Kratos crawling through like a, a crack in the in the wall. I, I that's not fun to me. Yeah. Like, because every, every new gen game is doing that. And back to the, my horror game, sorry, I went on a tangent, is that there's nothing new. Like, I feel like there's very little new being offered to the horror scene besides... Oh, for sure. Oh, yay, another Resident Evil remake. I hope they do RE4 as well, but, yeah, it's know. Like, it's like Resident Evil, I'm getting, it's like Resident Evil remake. The 1500 remaster of Last of Us. Um... The Dead Space remake, remaster. Uh, uh, lazy FNAF ripoffs from the indie, because there's also a lot of like good, like there's a lot of good indie projects, but I feel like they just get overshadowed by really sloppily made yeah. FNAF, because of the kids, because apparently the cats what the kids want. The kids don't want my real time strategy game surviving <laughs> underwater against eldritch beings. Oh, I gotta... Okay, I have to show you something. Because there's a lot of, like, great, like, point-and-click, and, like, I, I love that point-and-click horror is coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I also, like, Sagan Hawks also did a bunch of, like, he did a thing on Flash animation horror. Right, yes. Ooh. Which, like, and it was, like, it was about, like, the Flash point-and-click stuff. I'm so glad point-and-click horror is getting, like, a, like, a revival, because that's some great... Like, it offers some really great mediums for horror, instead of me walking around to be like, oh, great, this is just William Afton, like, 4.500... Again, and you got these big hands. You go, bah, 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 yeah. I get like bah. stupid because it's not scary. It's, hands. it's not scary. Meanwhile, I get pixelated like body horror, which I have a couple like of like these videos saved of just like upcoming games. They look great because they're scary and they're creepy, and I love it because I'm a big. Um, if, if if you've listened to the show before, you know I'm a big horror fan. I love horror, but I've also understand the nuances and how hard it is to complete a good horror story. Oh yeah. And execute it well. FNAF did it well for a couple of years until it got tired. Yeah, there's this because uh, I think I mentioned in the group chat. I was watching it was an Expo video, a new Expo video about uh, philosophobia, and he mentioned the game. It called Iron Lung. Lung. <gasps> I love Iron Lung. Okay, that's what I was talking about. I so love, know it. Okay, right. I love Iron Lung. Oh my god, that's such a creative horror game. I wanna. I I didn't know Mark played it, so I'm probably gonna watch it. I watched Pyrocynical do. He did a video essay on it. Ooh. Yeah, I, I was just like, the whole video was talking about thalassophobia and also sub-mechanophobia, too. Uh, very can, can you link me that video? It was very interesting. Can you link me the next video? Yes. Because I do want to watch that. Oh my god, no. I, like, there's, and it's a pixel game. You don't need these high-quality like quality graphics to make oh, yeah. good horror. I think some of the best horror is pixel because... Uh, Corpse party! No, because the key thing, I always say the key thing to horror is nothing scarier than what the human mind can make up. That's true. So when you pixelize something, that le- that leads oops, uh, it's fine. We're that fine. leads your mind to create some pretty wacky stuff, and I really like that about pixel horror. That's why I really liked RPG Maker games. Can we bring them back, baby? Yeah, like I was really like you said with the Eve of like you know I was hoping I really want a revival of RPG horror. Honestly, because especially since a lot of indie games are going for a more symbolized simple art Please. style. Even if it isn't exactly RPG horror, I would like something in the vein of it, but with a, well, you know, more Because I feel like games. RPG horror is not only just, like, easy, Yeah, it's also super accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. 
like it's either free or they're only a couple bucks like you know because I remember like the big these big ones I remember the big ones are like Mad Father Corpse Party Eeb Misao like Eeb is one of my top games ever I love Eeb I was obsessed with that as a kid because it's like it's not even like gory horror it's just like creepy yeah it's just creepy and like you're playing as this little girl and I love her and I kind of looking want to cosplay Eve she's like a little guy I had a dream I cosplayed her that's funny oh then just do it just, just the dreams are telling you to do it um but you know it was just it was such a creative thing and like I feel like RPG maker is so versatile because there's not just horror games there's like To the Moon which I remember yes I was about to say To the Moon made me cry that game's sad. To the moon. But it's such a versatile medium to use, and there's I, there's a whole bunch of... Oh, Yume Nikki. Yes! Yume Nikki, which is one of, like, like horror... I use horror very loosely when talking about Yume Nikki, but it's such a versatile thing. Creates so much. Like, like Yume Nikki made some really out-of-this-world out stuff. Um, I'm thinking of a specific one. I can't think of it. It's the one where you, you're supposed to... You're playing the little cat thing with the blue hat. I va- I vaguely know what you're talking about. And it, 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 it isn't exactly RPG Maker, but it's pretty dang close. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I just want stuff in the vein of RPG Maker again, because that was, that's what really brings back to the creativity of horror. And there's a lot of things you can do, and I'm glad that pixel horror is getting... Re- oh, one shot. One shot. Oh, no, I never heard of that. I, I'm sure if you show me pictures of it, I'll know what you're talking about. Oh, it's a little... Well done. It's a, it's a, little, it's a little guy. Uh, actually, no, I don't. Do you know this little guy, Ian? Uh, I do not. It, it, it's um, it's a uh, one shot is pretty good. Yeah, it's just like once again, I feel like a lot of like bigger indie studios are trying to do like the. F- I feel like the FNAF wave is kind of dying because yeah, FNAF is getting very tired. Um, so that's where we're going back to pixel art, and I'm glad to see horror turn back to that because I rarely does a triple A horror game kind of hit. I hated the Evil Within. I know. Which was I think that was a, I think Bethesda did that. I think Bethesda oh, did Evil with him. I hot take. I don't like Outlast. Interesting take for the the Evil Within was oh yeah, uh, Bethesda published it. Tango Game Works. Maybe. Yeah, I did not Tango. like Evil Within, and oh, they it, it, it got crummy. a second game. I did not like Outlast. Outlet what? No, they just made this new game that's like outperforming this other Hi-Fi Rush, which a lot of people are like really hold on. Never heard of it. It's very cute. Oh, that does look cute. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't like Evil uh, I didn't like, like Evil Within. I did not like Outlast. I felt uh-huh. Outlast got really tired. Cause right, was, Outlast is the one with the camera, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just a jump scare fest. Yeah, right. It really is. There's nothing to it. Um, it's an EA. Uh, they were uh, working with EA. That makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's why. And they've only made Outlast. Yeah, and I don't like Outlast. I think it's poopy. Dang, make something else. <laughs> so, Mitch, do you have any closing points for uh, us? I think my closing points is that there should be, uh, not an original, but sometimes you can just, sometimes going back to what you know is best, but not when it's FNAF. Yeah. <laughs> FNAF feels like it's something that you can't replicate based on just, it was just Scott had this perfect mixture of he had a horrible animation style for children's games, and he used that. And he made this big franchise with an overly complicated story that should never have been so well, I, I, complicated. Well, I, I think the issue is, is that uh, and Scott... And people Co- looked at that and went, I'll do that. Scott Cawthon doesn't like, like people like MatPat winning. So yeah. that's, why the, that's why the plot has gotten to the way it is now. Yeah. And I've talked about this in our FNAF episode, um, which I could... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll plug in a minute. Yeah, we'll plug in a minute. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like going back to our roots of just kind of point and click and pixel horror. Is that is what one shot is. It's not pixel horror, but it is a like a, an adventure. It, it's more like a meta fictional. Okay, so more like metaphysical. Yeah, but g- going back to our roots and doing doing something new besides sticking to the same tired things. Right. Like doing a mix of that, I think is where the future of horror kind of lies. I hope so. Um, like really, just going back to the roots, so to speak, of RPG horror and evolving it. Yeah. That is what we need to do. Like I said, not even just using RPG, but sort of the vein of RPG horror. To yeah, make, and uh, I, make horror. I think horror is starting to look up because I because of FNAF's slow, painful death. Right. I think horror is going to... I think indie horror is going to be on the up and up because oh, I, sure. I'm seeing, um, like, Slay the Princess yes. and stuff like that is coming out. So I really feel like horror is on the up and up and we're going to get a lot of new great things soon. Yay. So anyway, thank you for listening to our show. You've been listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Fan Affair with Sam and Mitch and our guest, Ian. Mm. Um, thank you for joining us, Ian, for our show. Thanks for having me. Um, much appreciated. And mm. if you miss this episode or if you want to listen to our backlog, like our, when we talk about FNAF and stuff, oh, yeah. um, you can listen to us on Spotify and Google Podcasts at Fandom Fair. That is F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. Midge Roni, the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our Twitter and TikTok are the same as our Google Podcasts and our Spotify. F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. Instagram hates me, so our Instagram handle is F-A-N-D-O-M underscore with the symbol F-A-R-E. Um, and then I, I literally just posted like a half hour ago that our new episode went up because I completely forgot to do it last night. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's it. That's the show. Brush your teeth. Clean your sheets. Take a shower. You're kind of spinky. Drink some water. And eat some food. Stay hydrated. Um, it's a little chilly outside, so yeah, maybe yeah. stay inside today. Um, <laughs> we love you and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Hydrated. Um, it's a little chilly outside, so maybe stay inside today. We love you and have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Bye.